Welcome to the B Word Podcast, the podcast for women who know they're meant for more and just need a little bit of help getting there. I'm Joanne Bolt, and I am obsessed with helping women just like you move out of the messy middle and into a business that is sassy, classy, and a little badassy. Together, we'll unpack it all from money and mindset to the little simple strategies that you can implement today in your business. Grab a glass of wine and your AirPods and curl up on the couch because happy hour with your besties has begun right now here on The B Word. All right, babes, welcome back to The B Word Podcast. I've got a guest on today that's going to rock your world. Her name is Sarah, and she has a podcast called The Tiny Marketing Podcast. And Sarah's zone of genius is really figuring out content marketing, what content you need, and for our audience and for our purpose, oh my God, how do you set your freaking podcast up and repurpose that shit? So Sarah, (laughs) I'm just going to let you dive in and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and, and how we can use that information. Yeah. So I am the founder of Tiny Marketing, where I work with small businesses to help them set up marketing systems that work when you don't have a big team or maybe any team at all. You mean when Um, you're a solopreneur, like doing it all by yourself? Amen. High five. Okay. (laughs) So I, um, back in the day, I worked as a marketing director for a seven company group. So I was basically answering to seven presidents, but I was a one person marketing department. So I had to figure out these systems and build an engine that worked when I didn't have a team to rely on. So that's basically what I do for my clients now. And content is marketing. So I focus really primarily on educating and content. So I'm excited to talk about this, especially with my podcast. I started it off as a live stream. And when I repurposed it into a podcast, I realized the podcast was more popular. So Mm. now I have it as a podcast first, like podcast is my core. And then I repurpose it into everything else for distribution. Okay. So let me ask you, you started it as a live stream and decided Mm. to move it, pivot it into a podcast. Do you now still do the live streams and use them as episodes or you just straight up podcast and then you take snippets and put them in live streams? So both. Um, Here's what I do. I started off for the first year. It was a live stream across LinkedIn and YouTube. And I was like, I've been interviewing some really freaking amazing people. I should reuse this. So I started taking the WAV files from those live streams and I turned them into podcasts. And what I did was I took the interview portion, put it in the middle in between a little sandwich of my intro and outro. But now... I do it as a podcast first, so we pre-record it, and then I'll take clips of it for videos. And if I do do a live stream, I might take clips of it and put it in my podcast because my podcast grew so much faster than my live stream. I was like, I'm going to make that like first priority, (laughs) and then everything else goes around it. I love this so much because I think especially as women in the podcasting world, most of us didn't get into podcasting originally saying, oh no, this is going to be the number one driver in my business, right? Like we, we added it on or tacked it on as a supplement and then discovered like all good business owners should that really it is the number one driver because you've got your ideal audience tuned in. They are listening. 
You can build thought leadership with them. You build the freaking relationship. And suddenly your business that you struggled so hard to build takes off because you focus on using your voice behind a podcast. Yeah. And it really surprised me. I was like, why are people going to want to just listen to me talk? But I listen to business podcasts all the time. Like you feel like you're friends with these people. You get to know them. You build that no like trust factor with the podcast that you listen to. And it's so much easier to say yes to buying something from them because well, I trust them now. They've they've taught me and I know their personality and I I've learned to trust them over time. Yeah. Okay. So what is what is one thing you can share with our audience if they were they're just getting into their podcast, or maybe they've been running the pod for a while, but now they're finally cottoning on to the idea that you should repurpose stuff. Like, where do we start? Yeah. So I start with the core. The core is the interview, the subject matter expert interview that I have. And I always use video when I'm doing the recording for my podcast. So I hand that off to my video editor who turns it into, she turns it into reels, TikTok shorts, and then three to five minute clips for YouTube. I get usually about 12 to 20 pieces of video content from every podcast episode that I that I record. Mm-hmm. And that all goes to TikTok, Instagram, YouTube shorts. And it honestly has made my YouTube shoot up just from repurposing the little clips from my podcast on YouTube. And YouTube now has podcast streams. Yes, yes that was going <laughs> to be my next thing. I think you're so brilliant to have honed in on that shorts piece of the YouTube because it is a search engine. And I feel like attention span wise, I mean, we all have the attention span of a gnat. That's yeah. why TikTok works. That's why Instagram Reels works. So the fact that YouTube picked up on that, created shorts, and they actually started shorts a couple of years ago, and nobody really knew what to do with YouTube shorts. Um, yeah. And now they're using it to help grow other aspects of YouTube. And the podcasting is really taking off on YouTube. Yes. I think I just got the notification two weeks ago that it was open wide yes. for podcasts on YouTube. It makes such a huge difference because you can literally, like we're recording this on Zoom right now. You can take this video, move it raw just to YouTube in your podcast stream. I like to use Descript for it because you can edit it. You can turn it into, I turn one interview into two or three episodes usually. Mm-hmm. It'll be like a 60 minute interview and it'll be a three part episode. Ah, So you can cut that video up. Yeah, you can, you can create a ton. I've been starting doing, I've started doing series where I interview a subject matter expert, break it up into a couple different episode and sandwich that in between a couple solo episodes. And then at the end of the series, we do a webinar together and that has really increased my lead generation. Okay. Let's dive more into that. Cause for the, the audience who's listening, who says, wait a minute, wait, wait, you then repurpose it or then lead it into a webinar. How do you do that? And how would you help your clients do that? Yes. So I basically think of it as a funnel and mm-hmm. every five part series within my podcast is a funnel. So we start off introducing the subject 
And then we talk about, like, we talk about three little pieces within that subject. And then the last one is more of a wrap up. But in every one of those episodes, I have ads leading towards that webinar where me and my subject matter expert are going to give some sort of lesson and maybe we'll give away a bundle during the, during the webinar or templates, something like that. So we have ads for our own webinar within that series. It has exploded my, my email list. I was going to say, I was going to ask you, that was my next question is when you do these webinars, what is your main purpose behind them? Is it to grow that email list to then nurture into paying clients or is it to Mm -hmm. immediately funnel them into a paid client um, role? Um, It is to move them into a nurture sequence. So whenever I launch a new digital product or whatever, they're on my list. You know, I don't own the people who listen to my podcast, but I right. own my email list. You own your so. email list. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, big, <laughs> I'm a big cheerleader for email lists, which is really funny for me. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know, I'm the queen of unsubscribe. Like exactly. I will spend 20 minutes every morning drinking coffee, listening to a podcast and unsubscribing from all the shit that comes in on my inbox. I mean, I have 11,000 unopened emails right now. It drives my husband crazy to pick my phone up and look at it. But the ones that bring value to me, I don't unsubscribe from. And those are the ones that I'll end up buying from or forming a relationship with that person. So I do think that the power of email is so damn strong if it's used correctly. It's something like an ROI of $42 that you earn for every dollar you spend on email. It's a no brainer. You need to grow your list. Absolutely. At least for what I do as a service provider or digital products, webinars do a really great job. So, okay. So, is that something you help your clients develop and turn into as part of that content creation that you work with them about? Yes. I think of everything in the form of a funnel. As we're creating our content, it's always like, what pushes them from awareness to, to, to wanting to buy from me? So, every, series of content that we do, it's a funnel and it's moving them towards something that will get them a lead magnet and then move them on to email nurtures. That's that's the goal is to really build relationships with your audience. But if they're stay just listening to you and not moving forward in that relationship, that's all it'll ever be. Okay. So here's my other question. Everyone has a different platform that they play on the most for their business. And I think it's all mm-hmm. about who your ideal client is and where are they living? Where have you, I know you said at the beginning you were doing lives on like LinkedIn. Um, Where have you found your best platform to play on social media wise? Yeah, for me, it's LinkedIn. It remains that way. I think that my audience is on Instagram. I just don't have the energy to add another platform to focus. And that's okay. I'm, I'm totally in support of that. Yeah. I really feel like if you have an audience, focus, focus on them and grow them there. And I have a good core audience on LinkedIn and I just, I can't spread my energy any further, <laughs> at least at this time. Okay. So here's the the question we're going to kind of loop, land the plane with is if I was beginning to think about content creation and I wanted to reach out to you and you said, well, where, you know, what platform do we need to play in the best? And I'm like, I really don't know. Where do I, as an entrepreneur, start to figure out where my people are? Oh, that is a good question. And I have a great answer for you. 
Lay it on. Um, so when I'm working with clients, they all have small teams. So I like to focus on the current state customer journey. Look at your top 20% of your customers and figure out what their journey was. How did they become aware of you in the first place? Mm -hmm. Survey them and find out what platforms they love. And then once you've done that, or if you don't even have an audience yet, look at your competitors. Where are they getting the most engagement? And start there. That's a easy way to start. Another hack is looking at publishers that have the same mirror audience as you. Mm -hmm. They always have these media kits for advertisers and it tells you what platforms they're they're biggest on and who their audience is and gives I you a profile. Right there. I never thought about that. Looking at their media kits as to where they're trying to sell themselves on, that's where their platforms are. Yes. That was like the first thing that I did was go to these publications that had the same audience as me. I'm like, well, where did they have a huge audience? Because that means their people are there. They have way more money than I do doing all of this research. So I'm going to steal their research and it's free. Oh, that is such a great little nugget of information. So if you're listening and you get nothing else out of this, which I'm sure you will, it's loaded and packed. But that one piece, make sure you grab onto because that that's that's that little strategy that most people aren't thinking of. And she just gave it to you right there. So think what else she's going to offer if you are an actual client of Sarah's. Yeah, I, I like I like a good hack. <laughs> I do too. Same girl, same. Yeah. We, I used to find, and I, I did this on episode 106. So if you're listening, you want to jump back to that one. My favorite hack when I first got into the digital entrepreneurship world, I was like, I have no idea how to find out SEO. Like this is not something I even really want to learn. I don't want to hire someone to do SEO. It drives me crazy. And so I discovered that if you go on Pinterest and you start searching on Pinterest, it puts these little keywords underneath all the results. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, Pinterest is telling me what, if I'm looking for how to start a podcast, what other people are using to search for freaking SEO. Pinterest <laughs> just gives it to you. I'm like, that's the a same, hack. That's a hack. Yes, yes, yes. The same thing happens with Google. If you are searching something that you want to be found for, if you scroll all the way to the bottom, it'll give you related keywords. Or if you just put in part of the phrase, it'll populate other like similar phrases that people right. have. So if these for. programs are telling you what the keywords are, then make sure that they are part of what you're putting in your content, because that is literally how you'll get found. Oh my gosh. While we're talking hacks, I have one more. Hack oh, yes. Go. Get into. So something I love to do is find books within my niche mm -hmm. and look at their three-star reviews because people are complaining about what's missing. And that's Ooh. great content to create. They're like, oh my God, that's another like, good like mic drop. Well, <laughs> yeah, all the things, all the feels right now just hit me because I was like, oh, I've never thought about that one either. It's a, yeah, it's a good one. Your audience, your ideal audience, they are online right now and they are complaining about what they wish existed in the world. And Amen. it is, it's right there. They're all raising their hand and telling you exactly what services they want. You just have to listen. Oh, I love that so much. All right. So we can't really even end on a better note than that. So all the things tell me if someone wants to reach out to you to get connected with you, because I'm big on connecting people, how do they best reach Sarah? They can find me everywhere with my full name, Sarah Noel Block, um, website, all of my socials 
are that. And then my podcast is The Tiny Marketing Show. And we will put a link to that in our show notes because you know we support women podcasters here on the B-Word. Yes. And this is what we talk about. We talk about scrappy marketing when you don't have a lot of resources. (laughs) That's just maybe the title of this podcast episode right there. Scrappy (laughs) marketing when you have zero resources. (laughs) Soundbite. (laughs) That is so fantastic. Well, thanks for being on today, Sarah. I really appreciated it. Thank you. 